the sixth canto of the song of three friends by john gneisenau nyhart this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf the shooting of the cup bull roaring march had swept across the land and now the evangelic goose and crane forerunners of the messianic reign went crying through the wilderness aloft fog hid the sun and yet the snow grew soft the monochrome of sky and poplar bough drab tracery on drab was stippled now with swelling buds and slushy water ran upon the ice-bound river that began to stir and groan as one about to wake now while they waited for the ice to break the trappers fashioned bull-boats willow-wrought to bowl-like frames and over these drawn taut green bison hides with bison sinew sewn and much they talked about the yellowstone how fared their comrades yonder since the fall and would they marvel at the goodly haul of beaver pelts these crazy craft should bring and what of ashley starting north that spring with yet another hundred did his prows already nose the flood ah cherry boughs about st louis now were loud with bees and white with bloom and wading to the knees the cattle browsed along the fresh green sloughs yes even now the leaning cordell crews with word from home so far away alas led north the marching armies of the grass as twere the heart of summer-time they towed so while they shaped the willow frames and sewed the buffalo hides the trappers hearts were light they talked no longer now about the fight that story shaped and fitted part by part unwittingly was rounded into art and being art already it was old when this bleak time should seem the age of gold these men grown gray and garrulous might tell of wondrous doings on the mussel shell how carpenter the mighty fought and how the great fink went down but spring was coming now and who's for backward looking in the spring yet one might see that mike still felt the sting of that defeat for often he would brood himself the centre of a solitude wherein the friendly chatter of the band was like a wind that makes a lonely land seem lonelier and much it grieved talbot to see a haughty comrade humbled so and even more he feared what wounded pride might bring to pass before their boats could ride the downward reaches of the april floods and leave behind the village of the bloods for now it seemed a curse was on the place talbot was like a man who views a race with all to lose so slowly crept the spring so surely crawled some formless fatal thing he knew not what it was but should it win life could not be again as it had been and spring would scarcely matter any more the daybreak often found him at the shore a ghostly figure in the muggy light intent to see what progress overnight the shackled river made against the chain and then at last one night a dream of rain came vividly upon him how it poured a witch's garden was the murk that roared with bursting purple bloom twas april weather 
and he and mike and bill were boys together beneath the sounding shingle roof at home he smelled the odor of the drinking loam still rolling mellow from the recent share and he could feel the meadow greening there beyond the apple orchard then he woke and raised the flap a wraith of thunder smoke was trailing off the prairie's rim half dreaming yet the landscape puzzled him what made the orchard seem so tall and lean and surely yonder meadow had been green a moment since what made it tawny now and yonder where the billows of the plough should glisten fat and sleek the drowsy spell dropped off and left him on the muscle shell beneath the old familiar load of care he looked aloft the stars had faded there the sky was cloudless no one lonely fleece serenely floated in the spacious peace and from the distance caught prophetic light in truth he had heard thunder in the night and dashing rain for all the land was soaked and where the withered drifts had lingered smoked the naked soil but since the storm was gone how strange that still low thunder mumbled on an unresolving cadence marred at whiles by dull explosions now for miles and miles along the vale he saw a trail of steam that marked the many windings of the stream as though the river shimmered then he knew it was the sound of april breaking through the resurrection thunder had begun the ice was going out and spring had won the creeping race with dread his ringing cheers brought out the blinking village by the ears to share the news and though they could not know what ecstasy of triumph moved elbow yet lodge on lodge took up the joyous cry that set the dogs intoning to the sky the drenched cayuses shrilly nickering so man and beast proclaimed the risen spring upon the mussel shell and all day long the warring river sang its ocean song and all that night the spirits of the rain made battle music with the shattered chain and raged upon the foe and did one gaze upon that struggle through the starry haze one saw enormous bodies heaved and tossed where stubbornly the jotuns of the frost with shoulder set to shoulder strove to stem the wild invasion rolling over them nor in the morning was the struggle done serenely all that day the doughty son a banished king returning to his right beheld his legions pouring to the fight exhaustless and his cavalries that rode with hoofs that rumbled and with manes that flowed white in the war-gust crashing on the foe and all that night the din of overthrow arose to heaven from the stricken field a sound as of the shock of spear and shield of wheels that trundled and the feet of hordes of shrieking horses mad among the swords hurrahing of attackers and attacked and sounds as of a city that is sacked when lust for loot runs roaring through the night don looked upon no battle but a flight and when the next day broke the spring flood flowed like some great host that takes the homeward road with many spoils a glad triumphal march of which the turquoise heaven was the arch 
now comes a morning when the tents are down and packed for travel and the whole blood town is out along the waterfront to see the trappers going dancing as with glee six laden bull boats feel the april tide and sweep away along the riverside the straggling shouting rabble keeps abreast a little while but longer than the rest a weeping runner races with the swirl and loses slowly tis the long knife's girl whom love perhaps already makes aware how flows unseen a greater river there the never to be overtaken days and now she pauses at the bend to gaze upon the black boats dwindling down the long dawn gilded reach a merry trapper's song comes liltingly to mock her and a hand waves back farewell now round a point of land the bull boats disappear and that is all save only that the long waiting for the fall when he would come again all day they swirled northeastwardly the undulating world flowed by them wooded headland greening vale and naked hill as in a fairy tale remembered in a dream and when the flare of sunset died behind them and the air went weird and deepened to a purple gloom they saw the white enchanted castles loom above them slowly pass and drift a rear dissolving in the starry crystal sphere mid which they seemed suspended late to camp they launched while yet the crawling valley damp made islands of the distant hills and hid the moaning flood the halfway pyramid that noon stared in upon them from the south twas starlight when they camped at hell's creek's mouth among those hills wherevermore in vain the spring comes wooing and the april rain is tears upon a tomb and once again the dead land echoed to the songs of men bound dayward when the dawn was but a streak halfway to noon they sighted big dry creek not choked with grave dust now but carolling the universal music of the spring then when the day was midway down the sky they reached the milk and howsoe'er the eye might sweep that valley with a far-flung gaze it found no spot uncovered with a maze of bison moving lazily at brows scarce wilder than a herd of dairy cows that know their herdsmen now the whole band willed to tarry so they beached their boats and killed three fatling heifers sliced the juicy rumps for broiling over embers set the humps and loins to roast on willow spits and threw the hearts and livers in a pot to stew against the time of dulling appetites and when the stream ran opalescent lights and in a scarlet glow the new moon set the feast began and some were eating yet and some again in intervals of sleep when upside down above the polar steep the dipper hung and many tales were told and there was hearty laughter as of old with fink's guffaw to swell it now and then it seemed old times were coming back again that truly they had launched upon a trip whereof the shining goal was comradeship and tears were in the laughter of talbot so glad was he for how may mortals know their gladness save they sense it by the fear that whispers how the very thing held dear may pass away the smoky dawn was lit and suddenly become aware of it 
a flock of blue cranes dozing on the sand with startled cries awoke the sprawling band and took the misty air with moaning wings disgruntled with the chill drab scheme of things still half asleep and heavy with the feast the trappers launched their boats but when the east burned rosily therefrom a raw wind blew and ever with the growing day it grew until the stream rose choppily and drove the fleet ashore camped snugly in a grove of cottonwoods they slept and when the gale together with the light began to fail they rose and ate and set adrift again it seemed the solid world that mothers men with twilight and the falling moon had passed and there was nothing but a hollow vast by time outlasting stars remotely lit and they who at the central point of it hung motionless while rather sense than seen the phantoms of a world that had been green stole by in silence shapes that once were trees black wraiths of bushes airy traceries remembering the hills then sleep made swift the swinging of the dipper and the lift of stars that dwell upon the day's frontier until at length the wheeling hollow sphere began to fill and just at morning shine they landed at the little porcupine again they slept and putting off at night they passed the elkhorn prairie on the right halfway to dawn and wolf creek one night more had vanished when they slept upon the shore beside the poplar's mouth and three had fled when black against the early morning red the fort that henry builded heard their calls and sentry's rifles spurting from the walls spilled drawling echoes then the gate swung wide and shouting trappers thronged the riverside to welcome back the homing voyageurs that day was spent in sorting out the furs with eager talk of how the winter went and with the growing night grew merriment the hump and haunches of a bison cow hung roasting at the heaped-up embers now on henry's hearth the backlog whined and popped and sitting squat or lounging elbow propped shrewd traders in the merchandise of tales held traffic grandly careless how the scales tip tilted with a slight excessive weight and when the roast was finished how they ate and there was that which set them singing too against the deep bass music of the flue while catgut screamed ecstatic in the lead encouraging the voices used and keyed to vast and windy spaces later came a gentler mood when staring at the flame men ventured reminiscences and spoke about kentucky people or the folk back yonder in virginia or the ways they knew in old st louis till the blaze fell blue upon the hearth and in the gloom and melancholy stillness of the room they heard the wind of midnight wail outside then there was one who poked the logs and cried is this a weeping drunk i swear i'm like to tear my hair sing something lively mike and fink said not but after pouring long upon the logs began an irish song a gently grieving thing like april rain that while it wakes old memories of pain wakes also odors of the violet a broken heart it seemed could ne'er forget the eyes of nora dead upon the hill 
and when he ceased the men sat very still as hearing yet the low caressing note of some lost angel mourning in his throat and after while mike spoke sure now said he tis in a woman's eyes strong liquors be and if ye drink of them and if ye drink for just a moment in the face of think tell bow beheld that angel yearning through and wondering if carpenter saw it too he looked and lo the guileless fellow grinned as dreaming water stricken by a wind gives up the imaged heaven that it knows so fink's face lost the angel he arose and left the place without a word to say the morrow was a perfect april day nor might one guess so friendly was the sun so kind the air what thread at length was spun what shears were open now to sever it no sullen mood was mike's his biting wit made gay the trappers busy with the fur though more and ever more on carpenter his sallies fell with ever keener wet and carpenter unskilled in banter met the sharper sally with the broader grin but by and by mike made a jest wherein some wanton innuendo lurked and leered about the long knife's girl the place went weird with sudden silence as the tall man strode across the room nor lacked an open road among the men a glitter in his stare belied the smile he bore and pausing there with stiffened index finger raised and held before the jester's eyes as though he spelled the slow words out he said we'll have no jokes in just that way about our women folks and faint guffawed they would have fought again had not the major stepped between the men and talked the crisis by and when twas past talbot intent to end the strife at last somehow persuaded fink to make amends and as a proof that henceforth they were friends proposed the shooting of the whiskey cup sure boy said mike we'll toss a copper up and if tis heads i'll try me cunning first and as for me joke the tongue of me is cursed with double gents so let it be forgot and so it was agreed they cleared a spot and flipped a coin that tinkled as it fell a tiny sound yet like a midnight bell that sets wild faces pressing at the pane talbot would often hear that coin again in vivid dreams to waken terrified twas heads and now the tall man stepped aside and beckoning talbot he whispered son if anything should happen keep my gun for old time's sake and when the major pays in old st louis drink to better days when friends were friends with what he's owing me whereat the little man laughed merrily and said old hoss you're off your feed to-day but if you've sworn an oath to blow your pay i guess the three of us can make it good mike couldn't miss a target if he would well maybe so said carpenter and smiled a windless noon was brooding on the wild and in the clearing eager for the show the waiting trappers chatted now talbot stepped off the range the tall man took his place the grin of some droll humor on his face and when his friend was reaching for his head to set the brimming cup thereon he said 
you won't forget i gave my gun to you and all my blankets and my fixins too and the small man laughed and turning round he cried we're ready mike a murmur ran and died along the double line of eager men fink raised his gun but set it down again and blew a breath and said i'm getting wry so hold your noodle stiddy bill me boy and don't ye spill me whiskey cedar straight the tall man stood the calm of brooding fate about him ay and often to the end talbot would see that vision of his friend a man-flower springing from the fresh green sod while round about the bushes burned with god and mating peewees fluted in the brush they heard a gun-lock clicking in the hush they saw a faint sighting heard the rifle crack and saw beneath the spreading powder rack the tall man pitching forward echoes fled like voices in a panic then mike said but jesus and ye've spilled me whiskey bill a catbird screamed the crowd stood very still as though bewitched and can't ye hear bald fink i say i'm dry and now ye've spilled me drink he stooped to blow the gases from his gun and now men saw talbot they saw him run and stoop to peer upon the prostrate man where now the mingling blood and whiskey ran from oozing forehead and the tilted cup and in the hush a sobbing cry grew up my god you've killed him mike then growing loud a wind of horror blew among the crowd and set it swirling round the dead and over all there roared a voice that said i never meant to do it boys i swear the devil's in me gun men turned to stare wild-eyed upon the centre of that sound and saw fink dash his rifle to the ground as twere the hated body of his wrong once more arose that wailing like a song of one who called and called upon his friend end of the sixth canto